Hey guys, welcome to the Self-Evident Podcast. It's Saturday morning, 9 a.m. Welcome back. We got Massey doing the dance. I had to cough. (laughs) I couldn't even talk, guys. I'm sorry. (laughs) So tongue-tied. So you may have noticed that title. We got a great show for you today. Um, This morning's going to be fun! Oh, I was rage typing when I did this, so get ready. Yeah, you know, I think that our Croft guy had the camera right in the middle. You weren't supposed to catch me dancing, but I'm feeling really good. I love you it. good, Croft? Oh yeah. We good. Croft, good morning. Hey, listen, morning. there's there's some there's some real there's some real, look before we Vijiga! So hey, it's early. This is my second cup of coffee. We're getting ready to go, but Take some time, share this video, guys. TheSelfEvidentTruth.com. Mike, take over. Why am I doing this? TheSelfEvidentTruth.com slash podcast. That's right. We've got it up. It's on the website. Yeah, I'm on top of it. Slash podcast. That'll get you all of our different podcast platforms. That way you can check out what's going on. Man, do not forget to like, share, subscribe. Do not forget to you know click notifications. Do not forget to check out the highlights. Do not forget to check out all the websites. All right, I'm done. Go for it. You know what's stupid is? I just got the notification we went live. Did you? After five minutes. Oh, of course. Must so, be the, it must be, dude. We're talking yeah, about, I'm wondering, we're talking about algorithms, and some of you are going to be like, oh, my gosh, conspiracy. It's, all, it's always about the no, algorithms. Look, every single suck. time we put something on vaccinations or something about the government, it always gets delayed. Right. Any other show we could do the move, the move of the spirit. Yeah. Fine, everything's fine. All of a sudden, we start putting things about. Nah, anyway, so share the video. So basically, what we're going to do is we're going to start uh, hiding our titles by uh, health and wellness tips or makeup tips. So you know, be ready for that. It's okay. I'm, we're we're not going to do that. Massey, you ready to go? No. Okay. So you want me to do a song and dance until you're ready? Okay. I'm not singing. No, I can't do it. Croft, are you ready? I am. <clears throat> All right, let's get into it. We got a news bit. So uh, let's go to slide number yeah, one. Yeah, see, Destiny just said it. She got the notification for Instagram, but not. I'm telling you, man, Facebook did something with it Old because ins- we got Saki's name in there. I'm telling you. Uh, I wonder if it was the description, if we put something in the description. But again, but share the video. We'll keep yeah, going. Yeah. Share it. Let your friends know about it. Destiny, thanks for letting us know. Yeah. Slide number one. Supply chain woes. So, you may have noticed, there's been a lot of talk about the supply chain. Yeah, like and share the video, guys. Come on now. So, ABC News suggests there are not enough workers and truck drivers. Did you know that a record 4.3 million Americans quit their jobs in August? Yeah. Massey, why was that? Why do you think that was? I don't know. I think people just decided that... They're done with work. I just think, you know, <laughs> hey, we just go through phases, and I just want you to know, I release you. I give you permission. I give you permission? Oh, this is so stupid. Okay, now listen, that was kind of a mocking joke. I shouldn't have done that. But <laughs> a lot of people quit their jobs, and we just heard, we're talking about uh, Ms. Saki today, and uh, I'm not saying that snarkily. I'm not. I, I'm trying to remember her name because I've heard Pasaki, Saki, all those things, so I want to get it right. Um she came out actually just recently and said the reason why the cost of, in, of foods and goods is going up is it's because everybody's going back to work and there's more demand. And that's right along with Sanders, you know, bread lines are a good thing. Right. You know, like, but we're showing here that de- uh, jobs are being lost. Uh, uh, exports are being left at cargo uh, out at the ports, out at the ports and things like that, which Florida Way to go to Santa's. Hey, bring him over here. We'll take him. Yes, right? you will. <laughs> yes, yes, we, we will. will. It's so funny. There was just an ad that came out <laughs> yesterday or that I saw yesterday against him. And it was this. They were in a, a, a flight and everybody's got a mask. And it's like, you're entering the airspace of Florida. And it was all trying to be attacking. Uh, what's his name? DeSantis. And the whole time it was his direct quotes of, we want you to be free here. We want you to know what freedom <laughs> is. You know, blah, blah, blah. Oh, my gosh. The 50,000 people died in Florida. And it's like. Take that average the whole year with every other year. It's pretty on par, yeah. right? Plus three, 3 million people got sick, right? But it's so funny because my brother was just in the hospital. I think I said this. He, he didn't have COVID. He had pneumonia. So his test came back negative. So and he the, had COVID. Right, right, right. His test come back negative, And the doctor said, but you're showing signs of COVID. My brother said, don't you dare go down that road with me. I took the D test. It said negative. Don't you count it as a, as a positive. Well, you got the symptoms. He goes, no, I got pneumonia. No, pneumonia's existed way before COVID did, right? But 
He said, wait a second, wait a second. He challenged the doctor and he got a second opinion. He said, wait a second. If you're trying to force this decision, what happens if people, if the, if the test, if the test was positive and they showed no symptoms, did you declare them on COVID? And he just, he got on him, dude. You know what I mean? So just all these things are kind of messed up. You know what I mean? Like this whole, this whole government ruse, we're, we're attacking this now, dude. You you were hot this morning. I I was hot, man. And and we're gonna go after it. Let's let's get through. Guys, the like and share the video. Stuff. Like and share the video. Like and share the video. Get the get get this out there. Matter of hey, fact, what do you want them to do? listen. Here's the reason: because when you get throttled, a friend of mine actually gave me some advice on this. He said, "Have your listeners go search your self-evident name. So when Ooh. instead of get, instead of clicking on the notification, search the name self-evident ministry, then click on the podcast, and you'll see the the That's algorithm cool. change. So I want all of you to open up a new browser if you can." Get back onto Facebook or YouTube or whatever and search the name. Search the and name. Then find it and click it. And don't click can... the notification. Yeah. Search the name. There. So we're going to get around this. I don't care. We'll win. Share the video. All right. So ABC, they said, okay, all these people quitting, it's really because minimum wage labor jobs. People just, they don't want to work for minimum wage anymore. Um, my question is, what about the number of people who knew they could make more on benefits than to work, or they could still make 90 to 95% on benefits without working? Uh, even the Labor Department reported in July that there were a record 490,000 job openings. And of course, guys, don't forget now, mandates. So many industries are reporting large numbers of people who are willing to walk off the job due to the mandates. We're seeing it in the, the medical industry. We're seeing it in the airline industry. We're seeing it in the police forces and fire services. Chicago, their, their union president came out and said, we're done. Get ready. We're going to have 50% walking off the force. This is a lot bigger than people think it is. There are a lot of people who are not willing to be forced to take a mandate on That's this. exactly it. And I think, too, you're going to see this more and more. A lot of people say, well, they've already passed this law. What do we do? And we have to go get fired. Look, now is the time. Listen, I'm going to say this as kindly as I can. <laughs> if you know, you know. I'm going to say this as kindly as I can. The founders faced unsurmountable odds. And the more we started talking about in our constitution course, which you can pre-order right now, the self-evident truth nice or the self-evident truth.com. My wife may come in here and say, that's the wrong site, but that's fine. So the more we started talking about this, the, the, there's a point where there's no more ability to work with a government and that resistance is necessary. I'm not talking about a bloody revolution. We don't need that. No, we need the people to stand up. And I'll tell you why, because there's more people that are like-minded like us than there are of them, I promise you. Right. And even the left is starting to see it. I'm not calling Democrats or whatever. The left, the other side of thinking, is starting to see, this is crazy, dude. And people are quitting. And they, people on the left who did get vaccinations are not for those who get to get forced to get vaccinations. You're also seeing the CEO of the Southwest Airlines saying, I didn't want this mandate. I'm not for a mandate, but I have to do it. And it's like, no, you don't. No, you don't. You don't have to do it. You don't have to do anything. Bottom line is nobody likes to be tied up in litigation and everybody And this. The whole purpose of this podcast is everybody thinks federal law overrides state law. And that's wrong, according to the Ninth and Tenth Amendments of the Bill of Rights of our Constitution. So it's time to start talking the truth here and start walking it out and saying, hey, how can we do this? Which, by the way, we're going to be talking a lot about this on January 14th and 15th at our conference coming up here in Stewart, Florida. It's going to be awesome. Back to you, Mike. All right. Back in studio with Mike. So- Shut up! <laughs> I'm monologued. No, you're out in the field. You're with the people. A lot more than somebody like CNN, but that's beside. Oh, come at me, like, bro! Like the come dude, me, the dude that owned, or the the dude that Joe Ogan, or Rogan Joe got. Ogan? Yeah, shut up. The guy that Joe Rogan owned, or whatever. That was pretty good. Mm. That was a funny one. I was watching a thing about that this morning. Anyways, come on. No, let's go. Let's go. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're getting yeah, off topic here. Oh, I am so you're, sorry. You're off topic. My bad. So they're talking about the ports. They're saying, <laughs> hey, the ports will be 24-7. Biden's saying, we're going to ramp this up. Well, let's look at some numbers. So they're talking about an additional 3,500 containers moved in a week. That's about 200 a day. Um, did you know in the month of August, San Pedro Bay ports moved 1.2 million units so you're looking so you're looking at 14,000 containers in a month. That's about 1%. Good for you, Biden. 
One percent more. We're doing good. Thanks, Obama. Thanks, Obama. Uh, that's you're gonna hear that more, I'm sure. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so, what does Biden also say? Well, we need the infrastructure plan in order to help this whole process, this supply chain woes. Isn't that funny that your big, massive infrastructure plan just happens to help the problem? Right? You know what? I want you to try to stop trying to help. Your trillions upon trillions absolutely did nothing for our economy except saddle it with more debt. Your attempts at voting reform was to give everybody with a pulse 40 mail-in ballots and to turn the other way while they fill them out. Your solution to immigration is to pay millions of dollars a day to make sure construction crews do not pick up the millions of construction, fencing, sitting in yards, rusting. Your solution to the economy and inflation is to uh, print more money, make the machine go brrr. Your solution to a pandemic is to lock everyone in their homes for over a year, close down all small businesses, shove metal into everyone's arms, deny everyone alternatives, throw money in the pockets of pharmaceutical companies who were all evil until Biden said they weren't, and to cover up our faces with pieces of fabric and tell us it'll save our lives. Your solutions suck, guys. I will pay you to go away. We are paying you. Go away. Go away. I go go far away to some exotic island, get your drink on the beach, just stop trying to solve these problems. I'm done. I think it's so stupid that half these guys are talking about how terrible and corrupt our financial system is and how the rich get richer and the poor get poorer, right? As they walk into $175,000 a year job and walk out millionaires. Right. There's something wrong here, dude. And you know what's so funny? Again, that book that the lady a couple weeks ago was talking about, um, how these groups should be led by those who actually are oppressed. They're being led by the elites. Yeah. And they're listening to elites. And you're not getting any richer by following these dudes. Matter of fact, it's hurting funny? you. It's, it's wrecking your infrastructure. It's wrecking your job growth and all these other things. And you're trusting politicians. You're crazy. You're, you're nuts. Look, why, why do we look at these store shelves? Why do we look at the situation? We go, well, obviously we need them to do more. I'm done with you guys doing more. I'm so yeah, done. I'm we so don't need past you. this. Yeah. We don't need you. Yeah. The point was your constitution, the constitution you swore to uphold says you're not supposed to do more. Why, why is that taboo, right? Like, I mean, yeah, if you're yeah. not supposed to do more. That's not your job. Your job was to ensure my rights. Get off me. And we're paying you to make sure you get off me. All we're doing now is holding you accountable, dude. And the people are mad as heck right now. Kind of like we are. They are pissed <laughs> off, dude. And you know what? I don't even mind saying that because... In some sense, I understand pastors that that get upset about these things and they post like, man, I wish I could express myself in different ways. We don't need to go fleshy about it. Right. But I do understand the anger because eventually it just starts to, dude, you're just pushing my buttons now. What do we yeah. do at this point, right? Yeah. But God, give us the heart. I'm not saying Bonhoeffer was perfect, but give me that heart where I can pray for my enemy too on top of standing against him. God, right. give us that heart of not being hard-hearted against the evil. Because imagine all those Christians that Paul persecuted had they cursed him. I bet yeah. you all those people still were praying for it. I mean, I'm not saying all, but there was a lot of people praying for the dude, too. And God got a hold of him. Why not this? Exactly. You know what I mean? So, guys, comment where you're from right now. Share the video. Get it out there. And I want their blessing. I just don't want them near me while they're getting their blessing. I want them out on the beach, relaxing, enjoying life. As long as you are away from me. That's that's what I care about. So yeah, now, you screwed up enough. Now that we've had our warm-up. Let's get to the main course because we're going to go a whole nother level if that's possible. So let's look at slide number two. Jen Saki. Jen Saki. Sorry, I couldn't resist. So Jen Saki. Morning, in a, Julie. In a press interview while talking about Biden's mandates, she stated, we know that federal law overrides state law. So let's check out this video just so you get the full context. We don't want you thinking that we're just taking words out of context. So let's roll this. Texas. Um, what is the president's message to businesses in Texas? You mentioned several of them who are based there. Yeah. Um, when it comes to what the federal guidance is now, and now with the state executive order, what would the president say to those companies as they're determining what they should be doing right now for their vaccine mandates? Well, we know uh, that federal law uh, overrides state law. Uh, I would note that uh, earlier when we put out our guidance uh, on the president's uh, announcement about mandates several weeks ago. He made clear it made clear that uh, again, as I said earlier, requirements are promulgated pursuant to federal law and supersede any contrary state or local law or ordinance. 
Uh, additionally, nothing in this guidance excuses noncompliance with any applicable state law or municipal ordinance. We put out guidance several weeks ago conveying that clearly. But fundamentally, beyond the legal aspect, which is unquestionable in our view, uh, the question for any business leader is, what do you want to do to save more lives in your companies? Get our mics. So there's, there's a lot to unpack here, right? I just want to hit two points. Federal law overrides state law, which it's not law. And we'll get into that in a minute. And then she said, our, our legal position's unquestionable. Talk about the arrogance of people, man, that all of a sudden, because we're the elite, we're unquestionable. The whole idea is that we have a three-branch government system because we should question each other. We should question, why do you think you have the judicial branch? To question the validity of the law, to make sure that we can question this stuff. And the fact that you think we shouldn't question it proves they're no longer a government. They're rulers. They're kings. They're tyrants. They're tyrants. And we defy tyrants here in the name of Jesus because that's our calling, okay? Now, let's just talk about this for a minute. She said mandates override state law. Since when was executive order law? Can anybody show me executive orders are law? You won't be able to find it because in the powers of the president, you don't see that in the Constitution. He doesn't have the authority to override states' rights. He doesn't. Nobody can prove it. Nobody can show me. I've been asking this question for a long time, and I've had this sent to liberal people. They can never answer the question. Well, it's just precedent. That's the problem is the precedent, right? Since when was executive orders state law? It's not. Now, it's an order from the president to guide the executive branch in what his agenda is. It has nothing to do with a blanket override of the states or the people themselves. You will never find that in the Constitution. And too long. We, now, listen to me, Republicans. You've allowed it, too. We don't claim to be a part of a party. That's not a joke. That's not a cap. That's not a anything. If we don't start it, fixing it in our own party first, in, in, in this whole realm, it'll never change because it'll keep doing this back and forth thing. The moment we write executive orders and say this is law, guess what the next guy does? He goes in and does them. Everybody was like, oh my gosh, Trump's amazing. Trump is this. Look at that executive order he wrote. Guess what Biden did? The first 15 minutes he was in office, started overwriting executive orders because they're not law. If these were laws and truly amendments, we could say something, but they're not. And executive orders are supposed to dissipate when the president leaves office. They're not supposed to stay. And besides the fact, who's supposed to write legislation? In other words, law. Right now, executive orders are legislative fiat. It is not the ability of the king, president, to legislate at will. <laughs> Okay, we've been doing away with this crap since 1215 with the Magna Carta. Absolutely. We have started to do away with King can legislate at his pleasure. That was what they were fighting against in England for centuries. And then we came over into America and tried to build on the shoulders of that. The founders said we, we have an elected despotism. That's exactly what's happening right now. We've elected despots. And some will say we you stole the election, blah, blah, blah. What do you think got to a stolen election? This crap. Right. Allowing this stuff to happen for so many years because we wouldn't stand against our own parties, because we wouldn't stand against the government overreach. Listen, has anybody read the Patriot Act? Have you read how President Bush destroyed the Constitution with signing that stupid piece of legislation? How it literally calls homeschooling parents terrorists? How it literally stripped your rights away and the Fourth Amendment was undone? How now they can look at your bank accounts. You need all these kind. This whole $600 thing happened under Bush. Oh, but it's Biden now. That's We should be against the Democrats. Be against your own party. And it's time to start calling out the truth for what it is. Because you won't stand against your party because we, we want to save face. Or we need to unite. Unite under what? Tyranny? The Republicans have been doing this for years. They've used the government to get their agenda across too. And it's the same problem we have on the left. And... They'll always sneak it in under this idea of, well, it's just law. It's legislation. Who legislates? The legislative branch. Who's in that branch? Congress. Congress is the one who passes law. So you're going to say, well, this is upholding OSHA standard because that's what she was arguing is, well, this upholds the OSHA standard, except OSHA is not Congress. OSHA is a bureaucracy, which means they're part of the executive branch. 
They're carrying out regulations in the name of the executive branch. They are not supposed to be able to pass law. But now all of a sudden we're saying, well, these mandates are law. They're enforceable. That means that somebody who's not supposed to pass law is now suddenly passing law. Dude. Yeah. Not only that, the president does not have the authority to pass executive laws or executive orders against the people. You will not find it in the Constitution. Second, you do not have an arbitrary judicial branch who can legislate from the bench. Same thing. The, 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 the judicial branch should not, cannot legally under Article 3 legislate from the bench. They have no authority to change law. And we've been allowing it for years. Where does it say that all legislative power lies according to Article 1, Section 1? The exec, I'm sorry, the Congress, the, the, the Congress, branch. the legislative branch. And this is, again, you get away from the original writing of things, you lose your government. Matter of fact, get away from the original writings of scripture, you lose your church, you lose your Christianity. And that's what's been happening for years. Listen, everything starts in the spiritual before the natural. If we're not reading our scriptures, are we going to read a stupid piece of paper called the Constitution? I say stupid tongue in cheek. I'm saying that as a, as a, as a layperson. If we're not reading our scriptures and understanding scripture and how to hold ourselves accountable before the Lord, are we going to hold the government accountable? Why? You know what we started doing? I can't judge. Judge yourself. Judge yourself because you're supposed to judge the fruit of a man. Right? It's the fruit of a man that makes the man. To go along that line, look, let's, let's clean up a misconception right now. When people say, judge not, lest you be judged. Clear it up. Ask them to read the rest of the passage. Come on. Because what does it talk about? It says, look... Remove the log from your own eye before you remove the speck from your brothers. It does not say just remove the log and walk away. It says get the log out of your eye so that you can see to remove the speck from your brothers. It never tells you to not help your brother be corrected. Not only that, he was addressing his disciples. He was telling his disciples this. He was saying, I'm cleaning you up. So be careful how you judge one another, right? Be careful how you judge one another because you don't want to be found a hypocrite. Listen, if you're upholding the law and you're the one praying for your nation, you're the one saying, I know the Constitution and I'm not looking to violate anybody's rights. I'm the one who elected you to hold you accountable. My, my vote was a, a, a two-way street. It was to say, I got confidence in you, but it's also my duty now to hold you accountable. That, my friends, is judgment. That's judgment. I have to proceed and say, you have gone outside the laws of God and the, the laws of the Constitution. I'm talking about two ways here, spiritually. Mm -hmm. and, and if I have a brother who's in drugs, does it do me any good to say, well, I can't, I can't really I can't say, I can't say anything about that. Or they're in pornography. Yeah, I can't really say anything. I just, who am well, I to judge? Yeah, who am I to judge? Are you kidding me? Go help your brother. Don't complain about your brother. Go help them through it. And if they can't change, then that's when we start to change things. Okay, we need to remove this person. Hey, we need to remove this person from government. And government should know better. And here's why. Because the government was never meant to be a watchdog over the states. Madison said it. Uh, Federalist Papers have said it. Uh, uh, this, this whole idea that the government was supposed to be a watchdog over the states was wrong. The reason the Bill of Rights was created was because of that. Let's get into that. So, second. She rock, she she talks about this idea of health, uh, that, that it's the federal government's job and OSHA's trying to save lives. No, she did that emotional crap. She said, we're just trying to save lives. So the intention was never to have the federal government dipping their hands into health and wellness of the states. Questioning that, let's go to Madison himself. He says, the powers delegated by the proposed Constitution to the federal government are few and defined. In other words, they are defined. Anything outside of that is not the federal government's job. He continues, those which are to remain in the state constitution to the – or state constitute. Sorry. It's, the constitution. it's only our second cup of coffee, yeah, folks. We're getting, we're, we're getting ramped up here. We're, we're too ramped. Those which are to remain in the state governments are numerous and indefinite. In other words, the states are the ones who are supposed to have all of the power. He continues, the former, as in the federal, will be exercised principally on external objects as war, peace, negotiation, foreign commerce, with which, last, the power of taxation will, for the most part, be connected. In other words, your taxes are supposed to be outside, not taxing on the inside. The powers reserved to the several states 
oh. will extend to all the objects which, in the ordinary course of affairs, concern the lives, liberties, and properties of the people and the internal order, improvement, and prosperity of the state. Madison <laughs> said that, Sacky. Re- 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 read the last line again. The law, the, the, the life, liberty, and property. Just say it again. Oh, I'm hot. The powers reserved. For okay, this... this is the father of the American <laughs> Constitution here. I think he knows better than Jen does. Okay. The powers reserved to the several states will extend to all the objects which, in the ordinary course of affairs, concern the lives, liberties, and properties of Hello? the people and the internal order, improvement, and prosperity of the states. Even our producer's getting hit right now. (laughs) You know, I think what what truth does, listen to me closely, the truth shall set you free. The truth shall set you free. The truth. It wasn't the gospel that will set you free. Yes, it does. It sets you free from from sin. Why does the gospel set you free? Yes, because of truth. Also, truth sets you free. If there's something wrong and you're confronted or the Holy Spirit reveals something to you, it sets you free. It's the same thing here. The more I get this truth stuff, dude, the more it lights me up. It's like, you know what? This is why we fight. This is why we go run for public office. This is why we go support candidates who are like-minded constitutionally to bring liberty to the people. How do you bring liberty to the people? Stay out of what God gave you. It's not your business to touch what God gave me. It is not yours to touch someone's anointing, someone's calling, or someone's liberty. Let's get churchy for a minute. Romans 14. You, yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Why? Why? Why, w- why would we think that a federal government would know better than God? And that you would listen to federal authorities when they walk into churches and tell you this is what God would want you to do? Ask them when's the last time they cracked open a Bible or prayed. Let's get real. And if your pastor is telling you to listen to a government over the word of God, I would ask them. When's the last time they picked up their constitution? When's the last time they took they picked up a book of history? When's the last time they have read their own scriptures showing you that kings will defy God? Kings will always defy God if they don't have God first. Even David did it when he sinned with Bathsheba. He defied the Lord. That listen, we all have done it. But to put your arbitrary trust in a government? That's the big thing is. And you trust a government over your God? That's, that that sucks, man. And and that's that thing that you have to step outside your mindset and understand you don't have to assume that they're right and what they're doing is proper. You don't have to assume that. And I'm speaking this to the states. This needs to go to governors. You don't have to comply. You can Dude, not comply. There's a church here locally. I can't even mention the name. A lady was the the bishop, pastor, whatever, said, she said this. I want you to hear me closely. I'm quoting her pretty much word for word. The Bible says that the bodies are a temple of the Holy Spirit, temple of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, in order to keep our temples clean and our temples pure, we need to get the vaccine. That scripture had nothing to do with physical health. Nothing. Who makes the temple clean and holy? And meant holiness. That's what the scripture was right. talking about. And then they pervert this crap with the flesh. And we we listen to these voices for so long. And it and it and it stinks because like God's word is so real and true. And we'll let these people pervert the gospel and pervert the scriptures. And allow a government to tell us what God thinks is religious. We'll allow a government to tell us this is religiously accepted. What have we done? I'm saying we, not you, we. And for some of you, you're probably thinking, well, man, she's, you know, I'm, I'm in this war now. But like, dude, think about this. Just think about this for a minute. It's on your doorstep. It's time for you to do something. You don't have to comply. Dude, the scriptures were perverted during Martin Luther's time in the 1400s right? Yeah. Before the 95 thesis, God made him the one to change it. Him and John Huss and those guys. And they said, yes. And they did it. The, the, the word of the Lord, the word of the Lord was being perverted before Christ came. That's why we had Pharisees and Sadducees. 
Jesus came on the scene and said, nope, no more. And if we're the hands and feet of Christ, then we've got to do the same. Because guys, we got a nation to save spiritually, and we got a church to correct. Right. We do. And you could argue, okay, so in that Madison quote, he talks about a time of danger. And some people would argue, well, this is a time of danger. But the question is, A, is the authority of the federal government well-defined or not in this sense? Well, it's very vague that they're taking liberties, which means they should not be. They should be on the restricted side, and it should be the states, let alone the fact that the danger was more talking about war. Okay, don't forget, the government cannot trample on your right of conscience. And that's what they're doing now in this mandate, because notice they're getting rid of the religious exemptions, which Massey kind of touched on that. And if you're going to go for a religious exemption, I highly recommend do not bother with the body is a temple thing. You'll get blown out of the water right away on that whole thing, especially because what Massey was saying is, look, this isn't talking about, you know, dirty food or, or injections. This is talking about holiness. Your best way is talking about your conviction and conscience, which they cannot mess with. And so this idea that the right of common good outweighs the individual's rights when it comes to conscience was made up out of thin air by a dictatorial judge. We'll get to that whole thing in a second. But you have to understand that what they're now trying to do is regulate conscience. That's not touchable. The First Amendment says that's not touchable. Why? Because, okay, little bit of lesson. Give some, it to them, boys. Some of you will say the Bill of Rights shows us all of our rights. Wrong. Wrong. The Bill of Rights shows you enumerated rights. Now, when you get to the Ninth and Tenth Amendment, what it says is anything not covered here, that's left to the people and to the states. The Ninth talks about rights. What it's talking about is unenumerated rights. In other words, the Bill of Rights are some of your rights. They're not all of your rights. We have to get this through our head that the Bill of Rights is not exhaustive. Their whole argument about whether or not to have a Bill of Rights was on that premise. The people who were arguing against it weren't saying that people don't have any rights. They were saying, no, if we start writing them out, the government will think those are the only rights That's they right. get. That's right. And so if you think about it, what they did was they listed the most important things to keep people free. In other words, government can infringe on these things. Your privacy, which they have, your gun rights, which they have, your freedom of speech, which they have, uh, your freedom to petition and, and redress and assemble, which they have, uh, you know, states' rights, which they've totally violated. And there's only a couple that they haven't really violated technically. So there's all these things that they violated. And they said anything after this is to the people. Government can't touch any of this. Uh, Congress shall make no law. Government can't touch any of this. And if you look at freedom of religion, freedom of speech, right to assemble, petition of grievances, what is that talking the about? The press? What is that talking about? Conscience. It's talking about your conscience, what you believe, your being able to walk in your conscience. And they're trampling on that. That's right. It's so funny that one of the biggest things that's attacked is religion, which is communist manifesto stuff. We've, we've talked about this right. before. But it's like, if you take away the foundation of the inward man, what's the conscience anymore? It's easily swayed. Right. So if you take away conscience, you take away everything. You take away that's the good. decisions and choices because it's constantly being attacked that your conscience, you be you, be who you are. Well, a man left to his own devices, they become beasts. I'm. You can say I'm a bigot. You can say all these things. This is why progressivism has turned into this transgenderism, all these other things, because it just gets worse and worse and worse when left to their own devices. The reason why it hasn't gotten out of hand and worse and worse is because in some way, some odd way, morality still kind of exists and that people can't go out of their bounds. But nothing is really stopping them from becoming worse and worse, morally worse. You know what I mean? Because yeah. eventually when the conscience is destroyed... People walk around naked in the streets, and don't tell me it hasn't happened. Look at Rome, dude. Rome was crazy. Oh, it's yeah. happening today. The pride parades and everything. Yeah, pride parades and all these other things. But those are selected days, and, and those are for your own consumption. Like, you don't have to go see it. But back in those days, the days of Noah, it was terrible. You know, and like what you're seeing today, like in the days of Noah, Jesus was saying, you know, it's like here we are in this moment of, and sin, there's nothing new under the sun. I want you to have some hope in this. There's nothing new under the sun. 
So this has happened once before, despotism and all these other things. It's just, I think what we try to do for every podcast is, I don't think it, I know it. What, what's your part in this? Yeah. What's your part to play? What's your part to play? Because we can tell you all this stuff, but like, it's just knowledge at this point. Our job is to go get our elected representatives, which I've got to say this, man, January 14th and 15th is going to be awesome. We're going to be teaching you. It's going to be called the Truth to Power Conference. And I'm kind of letting the cat out of the bag here, but not yet, not fully. We're doing a big conference here in Southern Florida, and you want to be a part of it. Um, we're going to be teaching you the Constitution, your rights, and then we're going to talk about states' uh, states' rights in a sense, and then talk. we're going to bring some guest speakers coming up to teach you how to run for different types of offices, school boards, town councils, county councils, all those things. We have a special guest speaker. We're 90% there. I can't tell you who it is, but if you're from South Florida, you know who they are, and you might even know them nationally because they're bulwarks for liberty, and it's awesome, and they're a state rep here. I'm excited about it. No, it's not Brian Mass. He's a federal rep and I don't. Yeah. Anyway, so it just all these things are happening and more. OK, you want to be a part of it. You want to be a part of it because this is where we're going to be teaching people now how to do this. Our Constitution course, we're almost yeah. done filming. We should have it out by January 2022. Get a hold of it and start learning these things so that you can be active and do something. That's it. And, and the whole reason we're doing this podcast today is to help teach you about why Saki is wrong. So the Tenth Amendment's clear. The powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited by it to the states, are reserved to the states respectively or to the people. So when was the power to force these mandates granted, granted to the federal government? Can you tell me that? So a lot of people will bring up Jacobson. So it was granted wrongly by the Supreme Court. In fact, it was never granted to the federal <clears throat> government. Right. It was granted to the states. Okay, in Jacobson, they said that the state had a right to mandate. The U.S. Supreme Court, in an opinion by Justice John Marshall Harlan, ruled that the state of Massachusetts acted constitutionally within its police powers to pass a law to protect the health and safety of the public. Police powers. Police powers, which I guess is enforcement of these mandates and everything, is under the jurisdiction of the state. The federal government never had police powers. Nope. It was never assigned to them in the Constitution. They don't have it. The FBI is not a constitutional organization. So let's go with that for a minute. The only way police powers can be enacted through a federal government is if the states are bribed by the federal government. That's what you're saying. Right. You want to not do it? We ain't going to give you any more funding. You see what happens when you don't run your state under rule and integrity? When you Easily start bribed. accepting money, all of a sudden they can tell you what to do and Unreal. when to do it. Unreal. You're right. The federal government has no authority to be a police dog. Again, a police, have a police state, none of these things. That is not, how dangerous is it? How dangerous is it that 535 can rule over 300 million? That's police a danger, powers. That is dangerous stuff because they can just print money at will, according to them. I mean, you know what I mean? It's so stupid. Like, and I, I hope we are opening eyes here of like how bad this actually is, because do you see how twisted and how far this has gone, how bad this has become? Why? Because people can't help themselves. They can't help themselves, but decide they're going to be the hero by expanding their powers just a little <coughs> bit to, to correct the problem. That's where we're at on this. These powers, once again, were sp supposed to be few and far between well-defined anything out of that supposed to be the states so what about the judiciary because you had a judicial figure judicial system you had a judicial figure saying well we'll, we'll just expand this out a little bit let me read something he has combined with others to subject us to a jurisdiction foreign Ooh. to our constitution and unacknowledged by our laws, what are you talking about? giving his assent to the acts of pretended legislation. Do you know where that's from, Matthew? Yeah, yes, Declaration of Independence. Can anybody tell me? Please write this down. Comment below. The more comments you make, the more this video goes out. What does the word pretend mean? What does the word pretend mean? Yeah, I can imagine. You remember the... I never watched the Care Bears because I'm a man. But do you remember the make-believe world, right? That's pretending. Pretending is thinking you're a man when you're a woman. That's pretending. You are. You're pretending. And I'm not going to pretend with you, okay? God created you. You are special. I love you. 
but it's not real. Okay. Because sin will do that to you. Sin will make you think it's okay to go against God's design. That's why pornography is not cool. And I will preach this because it took me. Okay. That's why divorce is so high. Because ah, after all, I just don't love them anymore. That wasn't the covenant you made before the Lord. That's not, I'm not talking about those who've been abused and all those other things and been cheated on. I'm talking about those who just give up. They just don't, they they don't fast and pray for their marriages and all that stuff. If you've been abusing all those things, God is so loves you and, and, and all that other stuff. And I'm not even saying if you get divorced, God doesn't love you. Of course he does. But this is why we let sin run rampant and then God understands our sin. No, he doesn't. But let's go back to this, right? Make believe is pretending. Make believe. Made laws out of thin air. Let's get real. Sorry, that was a weird tangent. No, 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 you're good. And it means that law is not real because the law does not describe the natural law or the system put forth. So if it's against the system itself, it's not law. It doesn't count. And the Declaration of Independence, which we consider the greatest breakup letter of all time, is to a king who was not following the system as it was put in place and going against the law. Explain that a little bit. It is, and I want you to tag with me on this. Yeah. It is the greatest breakup letter in history. It really is. First couple paragraphs are basically, you know, there are times when we are in a relationship and then there are times publicly when we just have to declare we're done. So, but there are some truths in relationships. God, you know, we love each other and all these other things. We care, but you're sometimes a jerk. And I have rights to myself. You know, what I mean? you know, I picture, I picture like these two kids in middle school out in the parking lot after school with this group of students around him, and, yeah. and, and the girl <laughs> is breaking up with the guy, and she starts reading this letter, and she's like, "Look, you know, it was good and all, but uh, here's a list of 27 grievances of why I'm breaking up with you, and I want to make sure everybody around us yeah. understands why I'm done with you. And if you know anything about the, the declaration, it starts off with, when in the course of human events it becomes necessary for the political bands that have connected one with another to dissolve, right? Separate equal station, laws of nature, nature's God. She's The girl's basically saying to the dude, you know, I just feel God's telling me we're done, <laughs> you know? And then they go on to, we hold these truths to be self-evident. All men are created equal. We hold these truths to be self-evident. You know, relationships <laughs> exist. You know, we are created to want one another, right? It just goes on and on and on. You and I, we're not, we're, yeah, we're, we're just not, not equal, and then 27, but we need to yeah, separate. <laughs> this is how relationships work, which is uh, governments are instituted among men. Then it goes to the 27 reasons why I'm breaking up with you, <laughs> right? And then at the end, and for the support of this, why I feel so strongly we need to break up, God is on my side. And I will support this with my life. <laughs> it's the greatest breakup letter ever. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> It is. It's like the greatest breakup letter ever. It's Every, so awesome. Everybody will remember the Declaration of Independence now. The greatest <laughs> breakup letter ever. <laughs> they'll, they'll picture, we should put that on a shirt. We should. They, Dude, yes. <laughs> the Declaration of Independence. Greatest breakup ever. Greatest breakup. Hun, Carrie, we need to do this, babe. Oh, all right. So getting back to pretended legislation. Don't forget that progressives and Democrats used this idea of nullifying federal overreach. How? They use sanctuary cities, counties, and states concerning both immigration and marijuana. Now, I don't know that they're correct on immigration because immigration is a national protection, right? It's it's against an external object. That's another discussion, though. And as I assure you, if abortion were ever outlawed, they'd set up sanctuary cities for that, too. But what about the judges? Supreme Court, they're above everybody else. They're the ones who decide, Right. Doesn't the Supreme Court get to determine whether federal law overrides state law? Let me read James Madison. As the courts are generally the last in making the decision, it results to them by refusing or not refusing to execute a law, to stamp it with its final character. This makes the Judiciary Department paramount, in fact, to the legislature, which was never intended and can never be proper. You like how he switched that right dude, at the last dude, line? I know. He says, this was not intended to make the judiciary as strong as everybody else and above everybody else by having the final say. But is he the only one? No, Thomas Jefferson. The opinion which gives to the judges the right to decide which laws are constitutional and whatnot, not only for themselves in their own sphere of action, but for the legislature and executive also in their spheres, would make the judiciary a despotic branch. Mm. I want that to sink in. 
if they can then decide, not just in their own sphere, terms of action, but they can decide for the executive and for the legislative, they become despotic. Do we not see a Supreme Court that now everybody looks to to make all of the decisions and they can decide what people can do and can't do? You know what? Jefferson said himself, they were never supposed to be able to decide. It was up to the states to keep the federal government in check. You want to know how? You want to know how that happened? Senators were originally chosen by state legislators. In other words, they were the ambassadors to the Congress from the state. Senate was supposed to be a collection of ambassadors from the states determining the affairs of the federal government. Mm. But the 17th Amendment came in, thanks Obama, and made <laughs> Senate races a popular vote. <laughs> so this is... Look back at when the oh, 17th man. was written. If you get offended by that, you have obviously not studied history. Never. <laughs> 17th Amendment came in. And all of a sudden, it changed the selection of senators from a state legislative process to a popular vote. Now, all of a sudden, the state legislatures really had no power outside of joining with the population for electing the president. Because the state legislators select the electors. Outside of that, now the state legislators have no power whatsoever. The people have all the power. But the problem is, once they're in Congress, they decide they have all the power over the people. The whole reason the legislatures were supposed to select your senators was so that the states had a powerful say in what was going on in the federal government. Now you get somebody like Saki coming out and saying, well, federal law overrides state law because we gave them all the power. If anything, personally, I'm totally on board with the appeal of the 17th movement. Totally on board. Amen. When people tell you the people should choose, true, but caveat, because what they're actually arguing for is democracy, and democracy is mob rule. What is democracy? Two wolves in a speech. Two wolves in a speech. Two wolves and a sheep voting for what's for lunch. And guess what? You guys are for lunch. You don't think you are, but you are. You're voting people in. We're going to take your money. They're going to take your time. They're going to take your resources. They're going to take your rights. They're going to take your freedoms. And why would they? Why would they? We all tell ourselves they wouldn't do that because I would never do that. It's under the false pretense of moral righteousness. Notice what Saki said at the end of it. She said, we're here to save lives. We're trying to put lives above politics. Do you notice how she switched that on everybody? And it's not just her. It's the whole administration. They're switching it on everybody and saying, well, if you don't go along with us, you just don't care about lives. No, I care very much about lives. But I also care about freedom and liberty. And frankly, if you're more concerned about safety, then you're willing to give up <clears throat> your liberties. Totally. And once you start giving them up, somebody is more than willing to take them from you and continue to take more and more from you. I think too, we're, 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 so the, 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 I'm going to say this, I'm trying to formulate my thought, but I'll, I'll go with it. I'll, I'll go with my original, what I was going to say. The reason we're doing these podcasts or the reason that we do this is not, not because we're frustrated or anything like that. We want to educate things and people and pastors and all these other people, lay people, non-Christians, Christians. We want to educate on the authority of government and what government was created for. <clears throat> Again, <clears throat> Romans 13 is very clear about what government is supposed to do. The Constitution is very clear about what the government is supposed to do. Falls right in line with Romans 13, 1 Peter 2, Titus 3, all that stuff, right? We do this because I was never taught. And so when a government has a loud voice like the press, we almost kind of fall in line with it. We're, we know what the, what the, the press is going to say. You know, well, Pisaki said it, shoot, you know what I mean? And then uh, the right's going to go nuts about it, you know what I mean, all that other stuff. I think what we're, what, we're, what we're getting across and expressing is, is it's time for you and I, you and I as the people, to go even further than what we've been doing before. You know what I mean? You and I as, as, as self-evident, which is why we're getting more involved locally. We're getting more involved with uh, um, personally promoting candidates, going out and doing these events and all these other things.
we want you to do the same thing. Now's the time to make your voice heard. Now's the time to really be a factor in society. And it's so funny because the media uses a propped up, I'm sorry, the government uses a propped up media mogul machine, but you never notice that Billy Graham, Billy Sunday, uh, George Whitfield, John Wycliffe, Martin Luther, uh, John, Peter, James, Christ, David, Moses, Samuel, all these guys, Samson never needed the press. And the word of God has existed for so long and has always thwarted the plans of the enemy. Always. Do you need a conglomerate? Nope. You need the, the spirit of God. You need the anointing of God. And I believe all of us have it. I believe all of us have some kind of a degree of an anointing in our lives to go stand against the tyranny, stand against government. <clears throat> and one of the things that I love to talk about is this idea that um, we, 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 it's impossible. It's impossible that we can't make change. There's no way we can change these things. And I think that's why we do it is because it is impossible. And it was, uh, James Hudson Taylor, he said this, man, there's three straight street. He said, there's three stages in every great work of God. First, it is impossible. Then it is difficult. Then it is done. And you tell me in history, scripturally, modern history, history, 300 years ago, 200 years ago, all these other things. You tell me where that hasn't been the case. When the pilgrims first landed on our lands and all these other things, you know, it was impossible then it was difficult, and then it was done. And it's almost like God calls all of us to the impossible to do the impossible things. And you may say to yourself, yeah, but what's my calling? I am telling you, start doing whatever's on your heart, and God will expand the calling. That's what happened with us. When we, the, the only reason self-evidence started was because I was in two other groups who were doing something similar. We're a little different in how we do our ministry. I am not a David Barton. I wish I had David Barton's brain. To retain, and I do, I, I do have that memor that memorizing kind of mentality. I can memorize things and quote things off of my head. But then all of a sudden, I'm like, you know, I love Revive Church. <laughs> I love what our church brings to the table. I love that we talk about setting people free and all these other things, and the Spirit of God can move. So I thought we can combine these two things and really make something, you know, beautiful out of self evident. And we did, and 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 we've been doing that for so long. But that happened over seven, eight years of time. And two years in another ministry and 13 in another. So all that time prepared us for this point. How are you going to know what you're calling is if you don't step in and do something, right? Just start doing and watch God move. And the whole reason for conferences and our constitution courses and the government versus God course and the, the, the church liberty course we're working on, the only reason we're making those is to give people knowledge so that they can do it too. Listen, I will say this till I'm blue in the face and there's people watching this. Hear me out clearly, okay? You're looking at the most country bumpkin dude ever created. I, I was raised a hick. Uh, when I was 18 years old, 19 years old, I went to college for auto mechanic. <laughs> uh, I had an 83 Chevy with a six inch lift. It was a four by four. It had a 454 as a motor and 400 turbo trans. I mean, I, that, I rebuilt it. I'm a hick. As, I'm a redneck as they come. You know what I mean? And that was my life. And then God saved me. And I knew there was more than this. I just, I always knew it as a kid. There's more than this. I never wanted to be like anybody else. I just had to go push the boundaries. And God has used this little kid from Sleepy Eye, Minnesota, some Mexican kid who nobody ever knew, and the places he's taken us to go preach, and the situations we've been in to preach, and the public schools we've been through, the colleges, the uh, those little events that we do, and the, uh, you know, and they're not little to me. They're awesome. Where a barrel is used for a pulpit. Those little moments. God shows you, and rest assured, he shows you because he's faithful. We, who, who are we? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. I keep thinking about this, Mike. You and I are developing a course and courses, and I'm like, people, who are we? <laughs> they're listening to this, and, and they're finding hope. Right. When we were in California, dude, seeing all those people being ministered to, the hope is within us. The hope of glory, Christ, the hope of glory. Right. That that's within us. And, 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 and I've seen the comments stop and the likes stopping. I'm like, OK, maybe I'm preaching. But the hope is this, that even when it's impossible, that's when God moves. That don't you understand? We can't do this in our own strength anymore. That it's caused us now to look up. It was purposed, I think, the whole time that 
we had we had to get to a point where we look up now. What better way than to get to the point where you can't do it? And speaking to you guys on that point, and then we'll round out because I got one more big point I want to make about all of this. But you have to understand that sometimes we look at our position in life, we look at where we're at, and we decide, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Lord, when are you going to have me do what I'm supposed to do? One of the things that the Lord told me when I was really wrestling with that is that he's putting together the building blocks in order to get me where I need to go. So you need to look at where you're at as training for the next spot. When you change your mindset about that and you decide, I'm going to look at everything I do as something that is training me for the next time, then all of a sudden you're looking at opportunity. You're ready for the next opportunity. And your, your, your eyes are open instead of just looking at what's wrong in your life. Yeah. I think sometimes we decide, oh, it's too big and I don't know what I'm doing and I'm stuck here in this job or I'm stuck here at home and I just can't do. Start training yourself in that moment and trying to gather the skills that will be useful for your next step. 100%. And start praying for that next step. I mean, if you're faithful with little, you'll be given much. Come on, bro. That'll preach right there, right? That'll preach. I'm just going to read this quick. I just, I, I want to, I want to, I want to give you guys like as much hope as possible through scripture, how government works, all these processes. Psalm 46 is very cool. Even David said, though an enemy should encamp against me, and this will I be confident that God is my deliverer, right? And uh, Psalm 46, it talks about God is our refuge and strength, our very ready help in time of trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Listen close. We will not fear, though the earth shakes. Though the earth shakes. We're just talking about 535 members of Congress. The earth isn't shaking. We've just submitted to idiocy. And I'm saying idiocy, not in the mocking way. Look up the word idiot in the 1828, and you'll understand what I'm saying. And the mountains slip into the heart of the sea. Though its waters roar and, fo- roar and foam, though the mountains quake in its swelling pride, there is a river. Listen close. Here's hope. There is a river whose streams make the city of God happy. The holy dwelling places of the Most High. He's talking about you. God is in the midst of her, and she will not be moved. God will help her when the morning dawns. The nations made an uproar and the kings, to- the kingdoms tottered. He raised his voice and the earth quaked. If you think you ain't happy about this, what's he thinking? Right? The Lord of armies is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. Come behold the works of the Lord who has inflicted horrific events on the earth. He makes wars to cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and cuts the spear in two. He burns the chariots with fire. Stop striving and know that I am God. It wasn't saying stop striving, therefore be at peace. Stop striving within yourself how to fix this. Submit to me and I will make these things happen again, right? I hate this, how we perverted scripture into our own little petty problems. And to add on to that, notice it says stop striving, rely on the Lord, right? Bingo. But the prophets, they didn't take that to mean, so I can just sit on the couch and God no, will do it. dude, no. No, they followed their calling where they were speaking Bingo. to kings. They were speaking to governments. They were speaking to the church, well, the, the religious elites. They were speaking to those who needed to be spoken to. David was within God's will when he was a man of war. He was not outside of God's will. Notice when David was in war was when he was righteous. It was when he was sitting in his palace, not at the front of the war, that he fell into sin. First time he was ever recorded not being in a war. Exactly. And he fell. And he fell. God, now you'll say, but God told him he's a man of war, so he can't build the temple. Yes, because God recognized in his infinite wisdom the truth of the matter that David was a man of bloodshed. But he never said, David, you're a sinful man of bloodshed. He said, you're a man of bloodshed. I can't have you build my temple. Your son will, though. Take this honor that your son will build my temple. What God was saying, look, there's a truth about who you are, but it doesn't mean that you've been outside my will. It said David's heart was after God's. David was a friend of God. That's right. Do you think a man of war could be a friend of God unless there is righteous war? And it's so funny. Each character has an attribute of God because God is a God of war. That's good. Each character has an attribute of the Lord. God is a savior, Noah. 
uh, God is a, an apostle, apostolic, Abraham. You know what I mean? All these things, that they're just these characters of God each man possessed. God is a God of war, David, and he's a pastor, David. You know, just... And they all did. 100%. They, they, they all back. fell in. There's only one scripture left, and I want to read this to encourage you, okay? Stop striving and know that I am God, and I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted on the earth. The Lord of the armies is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. I have to rest in that. As I do, he's my stronghold. He's my security. He's my safety. The Lord, listen to me. The God of the armies of heaven is with you. That should shake anybody who defies God. The God of the armies of heaven is with you. The God who brought salvation to this earth, peace on earth, is with you. Who are we to fear? Who are we to fear? You know what comes to mind is in Jericho, um, who is it? Rahab says, we heard about what God has done. We fear him, right? And so the works of God will go forth and the glory of God will go forth. You just have to be a part of that process. And so what we're saying is trust in the Lord, follow the Lord's will, but when he asks you to do something or he gives you an opportunity, it's time for you to say yes and follow that. And be content in the time that you're in or the space that you're in because now's the training. Just because he puts a calling on your life doesn't mean that that calling is happening the next day. It may happen 14 years from now, just like Massey was saying. He built and, he built yeah, and struggled and, and little worked by little. And, and was faithful. And now we're at this point. Guess what? This point is training us for the future. 100%. You did it. That's the bridge. It trained us to be here for this moment. Everybody says this to us. Your, your message is so needed for these times. It's always needed. It's an endless message. Our message is timeless. It's the same message. Liberty comes from God and government will defy it. The problem is when we're, when we're in our prosperity, we forget it. And the moment our pocketbooks get hit, then we start to fight. That's terrible. We need to be vigilant just as when we're in our prosperity as in our hurts. Right. In Deuteronomy 8 and 12, he warned the children of Israel. He said this, Beware lest thou forget the Lord thy God and thy prosperity. Sudden destruction shall come because you're in your prosperity. You're doing it's time for us to just, in your prosperity, you better start thanking God. And I'm saying you better because I'm one of them. Start thanking the Lord. Lord, I, I'm watching out. I'm keeping the reason why I, be, I am prosperous. Joshua said, because the book of the law didn't depart out of my mouth. I found good success because of what I'm doing. I'm, I'm following you. I'm making sure everything's good. Right. Keep your homes in order. It's funny because these moments in life, these moments in time, history, has always brought us to keep our houses and keep our houses in check and, and put them in order. Why do we do that? To get right before God. So let's stay right before God. When we get out of this mess, let's stay right before God, huh? Amen. So we learn from this. Amen. So we're going to go ahead and close this out. Um, I had a couple other points, but honestly, and Sorry, I, I, dude. No, 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 It had to be no, no, home. No, no, you know? no, no, no. You did good. It, that was exactly what was needed. What I will say is, and this isn't, you'll take this as a plug, but this is honestly a piece of advice, or this is a, an encouragement. The whole reason we did the Constitution course was to help you learn these principles that we've covered today so that you can learn these things. And so I really encourage you to sign up to get the Constitution course or when it comes out to order it because this will give you the background and framework you need to do whatever you want where it comes to relation between you and government. You have to know the history. You have to know what the stuff means. And so now is your time to be able to learn so that you can go forward. That being said, guys, I'm Mike. This is Massey. I thank you so much for uh, listening to us go off. Yeah, go, yeah <laughs> please too. Like I just posted this, um, become a torchbearer with self-evident. Guys, partner with us. Be a part of what we're doing. I, I used to be afraid to ask. I'm not anymore. We need help. We always do. And it's not like we're dire straits. We're not. We're fine. We but will keep these doors open as we long will. as the Lord says. Yeah, I mean, if I have to sell the kids, I got to sell the kids. I'm kidding. I won't. I'm just totally. I'm totally three for fine. two. But when you become a partner, you really are partnering with us in things you can't do, but you can be a part of something. Get involved with us. Help us. We need volunteers. We need people who know how to do social media and all these other things and organizational things. But partnering with us too, monthly on a monthly basis. There's a link that I attached here. Be a part of what we're doing. Um, help us out. Get us out there and. 
Um, we've been doing this on our own for almost eight years. We're not going anywhere by the grace of the Lord. Um, we've been quiet. That's why we don't have a large social media because we don't want to post anything. We're, we're not social media people. But we've been traveling all over the country, and many states have been impacted by what we're doing because of the Lord. So if you want to be a part of that, partner with us. Be a part of our team. If you guys want to give one-time donations and become a capital donor, if you're of, of that, that stuff, please help us because we want to get to more kids. We want to get to more people. We want to create, keep creating con content for people to be not only set free, but do something with their lives and like find their calling, find yep. their pur purpose and hope, right? Yeah. So guys, we will be back here Saturday at 9 a.m. next week. We, we've got a cool series coming up for you. Um, I'm not going to give it away. All I'll say is uh, it's relevant. It's very relevant. So until then, be sure to check out all of our stuff. Go to our website, theselfevidenttruth.com slash podcast for the podcast, theselfevidenttruth.com if you want to check out all of our other stuff. Guys, we love you so much, and we're so thankful for your participation, your encouragement, your words. We're so thankful for the fact that you feel we can give you something, and we will continue to do our best. Share, share, share. Yeah. Share, share, share. But until then, until next week, I'm Mike. This is Massey. Your handsome boy. stud. Yep. <laughs> All right. We love you guys. Pew, 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 Have a great pew, day. Pew, pew.